This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of me screwing up the music because it didn't work right. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you on a interesting Tuesday night. It's 9 o'clock. As a Steelers fan, I know where else you'd rather be. Maybe not here, but for those that are here, we're going to uh, get through this together. And with me, as always, except when he's not, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how are you? I'm okay. You're okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Sorry about the music. You know what happened? I I turned off the, No, I turned off the loop. Before I switched over to our brand, because we have our own oh. sounds and everything else. And uh, yeah, sometimes it glitches like that. When you make a switch, it'll go back. And sometimes it doesn't. It's hard to tell. But you know what? Uh, so we got to listen know, to the intro twice. It's great. I was going to say, you can never go wrong with a little more Jerry Cherry Band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll take more Jerry Cherry. Maybe we'll just throw it in the middle sometime just to, just to have it. Just for okay. fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So... Oh, Rich, we have a lot to talk about. And just just to put it out there, unfortunately, you weren't you you didn't get to breathe one more time. I did not get to breathe one more time. Yeah. So the Pittsburgh Steelers so season is. is yeah, the season is over. The players cleaned out their lockers today. They had their final meeting. We're expecting a Mike Tomlin press conference. They haven't said for sure. I keep checking. Normally they announce through the Steelers media site when it's coming and I don't have it yet. So as so to me, I expected it. It could have been today, maybe tomorrow. You know what? Might be Wednesday. Tomorrow is Wednesday. Might now be Thursday. I don't know, but what it is, we'll have it covered here at Steel Curd Network, but we'll hear from Coach Tomlin. But before we get into that, we can we can say this. I know a lot there's going to be a lot of discussion and everything with where the Steelers are going from, you know, going from here. We might discuss that a little bit, but there's going to be a lot of time to discuss that. We've got a long off season. We're going to kind of wrap up this season is what we're going to kind of focus on this week. And, and it's not that anything in the future is off limits. It's just not going to be the focus. The focus, right. But the we got, thing, we'll have a lot of yeah. time to focus on that. Yes. Let's. Because there's, there, there's, there's exciting things to talk about. There. Yes. But we're, we want to take this show and spend more of the time putting a, you know, wrapping up and putting a bow on 
the end of the 2023 season. Yes. So yes. Finish, finish that up so that when we start to talk about next year, we can fully move our focus to next year. But we want to wrap up this year since we just finished it. it, it exactly. And I'm going to go ahead and bring this up because I saw it earlier. This is from Steel Dog 88. It says Steelers fan. Fa- sorry. Did I say fan or fam? It was supposed to be fam. Uh, I, don't know I couldn't right. tell. I couldn't okay, tell. Steelers fam. There, I'll enunciate better. On to 2024. I'm over the loss already. Was not totally surprised. Excited to see what this offseason brings. BT dub, go Texans. Um, still dog 88, we need more of you. And you know what? I have a feeling our live chat's going to be filled with a, a lot of people like you. But there'll be some that aren't. And that is this. Rich, you said it to me before we went on the air, and I want you to say it here. And and it, it, it's what you said to me about expectations, you know, a week ago versus how we responded to the Steelers game. Yeah. Now, now I can't say this because I can't I, I can't go back and go online and pick out specific people here, there, or yeah. anything else. But but last week before the game there was just so much talk within Steeler Nation of, hey, our expectations aren't high for this team. Could they go into Buffalo and pull off an upset? They could. Also would not be surprised if they went into Buffalo and lost a close game. Also would not be surprised if they went into Buffalo and got the doors blown off. Which, and, they, which to me, I'm, we'll get to this more, what they did was in between the two things you just said. Correct. Actually, put people, it to you this way. like they got their doors blown off. They didn't. It just didn't start well. Go, go ahead. We'll talk about that more. Back well, it's funny. Time. I'll go ahead and bring up something Kyle said this morning. Ready? Okay. Hey, of the Super Wild Card Weekend. You're going to see what the, I said. The Steelers played in the second closest game that's, there was. That's, that's, I'm trying to think. Did I even tweet that? And he saw it? No. But that's what I was saying yeah. to my wife last night. I'm like, you do realize out of all the games, the Steelers game was the second closest game of Wild Card Weekend. With the closest obviously being the Rams and, and, and Lions. But the Steelers, it was the next closest. And I'll get to the end of that game. Let's go back to what you were to, to what we were saying as we're getting off right. on things. Yeah. So what I'm saying is there were a lot of people last week that were talking about, hey, you know, expectations weren't, you know, people were saying expectations weren't, I mean, they were up there because, yeah, we wanted to see the, the Steelers play at least decently, but mm-hmm. there wasn't a whole lot of expectation. Only for me to come to find that after the game, all that stuff that a lot of fans were saying before the game was just lip service. Yes. Because they went because they went nuts. Yeah. And this is kind of why I'm a little bit excited for this show. Because it's now been more than 24 hours. And I'm hoping that people, you know, in 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 the pure emotion of it all after the game. Now we're coming back and, and and thinking of it a little bit more level-headedly. I'll be honest, I'll, I'll call him out. I wasn't very happy with Jeff Hartman before we even went on for the for the post-game show because that's how he was being. And I'm just like, Jeff, you're acting like this was the 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 this was uh 
a complete blowout like we've seen in the last several. And, and this was not like the last several um, playoff games. Did they get behind big? They did. But it, 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 the reason to me it wasn't the same, this wasn't 38-3. to three. The last time they played the Buffalo Bills, they got their doors blown off, and they never even gave a little bit of fight. They did fight for, with this one. They yes. did come back and fight more. Yeah. So that's to me why it was different. And I'm just like, but I know everyone's caught up in the emotion, and I try not to do that. I'm caught up in the emotion more of being very sad that I have to wait seven freaking months to watch the Steelers play a football game again. And that's just to get to the preseason. Yep. I, that's why I'm sad. That's why I'm in my mourning period. And it's bad now. It'll get really bad after the Super Bowl because there'll be no football at all. Right. So that's me. I'm sad that I'm not going to get to see the Pittsburgh Steelers. And when there was two minutes left in the game and the Steelers had the ball down 14, I knew they weren't going to win. I... But you know what I really wanted to see? I wanted to see him go really, score a touchdown. No, I really wanted to see an onside kick. Yes. I wanted to see the Steelers go down, get a score, go for the onside kick, not get it because the statistically that just doesn't happen. I wasn't holding out crazy hope for the onside kick. And then the game be over. I wanted to see one more touchdown for my team. That's what I was thinking of right there, because this is the last chance going to. I, that's why I was a little bit frustrated. Yeah, put him over 100 rushing yards when Mason Rudolph on the last play of the game took off to get the first down. I'm like, you got the first down, but there's not going to be time to run another play. You should have at least thrown it into the into the end zone or something like that. I wanted yeah. to see them, and that's the only drive the whole game. They were pushing it down the field, so so we'll get to that a little bit more. So. So, so to me, you know, yeah, you're like, oh, well, they were down, down 21 to nothing and blah. Yeah. Yeah. They were. Yep. But they played even in every quarter score wise after the first quarter, they just lost the first quarter. And, and, and to me, they lost the, idea the first, they <laughs> lost, yeah, I was going to say two things glaring that I think made them lose that first quarter so bad. Okay. Yeah. Two things, an initial First quarter struggle with covering the tight ends. Yeah. Added into the George Pickens fumble. Yes. Yeah. That, that, well, I mean, I mean, you, you can't lose the turnover battle. I mean, and, and if you listen to Jeff's winners and losers this morning, he said about the Steelers couldn't turn the ball over at all, which I, I, I get, but you definitely couldn't lose the battle. And coming into this game, the Steelers had been really good at protecting the ball. And Josh Allen had been pretty loose with the ball. But you give that you, you give that guy a 14-point lead, and he's going to protect it very well while still playing. And that's yeah, what the Steelers he, did. Right. He put themselves in a situation where it got that much harder to get a takeaway. Yes. Because, yeah, you get the takeaways on Josh Allen when you – keep the game either within two or three points one way or the other, or you get a lead. That's when you get Josh Allen making mistakes. You give Josh Allen a 14 or 21 point lead. It's not happening. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's funny because you get stuff like, you know, Mark Cabal is like the Steelers, they're the same struggle. Why don't they have an answer for covering the tight ends, okay? Remember this. The Steelers went out and got good pass-defending linebackers. But they got three linebackers. And the third guy was the guy that they're like, we're not going to put him on the field when it's going to be a pass. That guy, because of injuries, ended up being their best pass-defending linebacker. Yes. You kind of want to know where these things went. That's where they went. That's one. Two, not very happy with Terrell Austin. Because I, I yeah. asked KT Smith if he could break this down for me. Why in the world is the Steelers' defense so much worse with Minka Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Why is it worse with Minka Fitzpatrick? Why can they win games when he's out and lose them when he's there? I don't think that's Minka Fitzpatrick. I don't think that's Minka Fitzpatrick. I I, I agree. I don't think it is. I think they changed their scheme or changed some of the things they do when he's on the field. And exactly. I don't think it's and I don't think it's as good of scheme. Well, I don't think it's. As, I don't even know that if it's as good a scheme. It, it, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't towards me. It doesn't okay, work as well for some of the other players. Oh, exactly. Like, the scheme might be geared, and it might be good for Minka. But in being good for Minka, it makes it brings down so much of from some of the other players that then the defense overall is worse. The way KT said he's he's gonna I asked him, I said, Will you look into this for me this offseason? I said, I'm not a secondary guy. Okay. KT played safety. He was a strong safety. That's what Kevin played. So that's why I want him to, to break it down. And and answer that question. And he said off the top of his head, you know, he, he'll have to, you know, provide some stuff to look at it. Is when Minka wasn't in there, they simplified things for everybody else. So playing a simplified defense for everybody else worked. And it was more complex when Minka was there, and it didn't work. What does that tell you? What they have when Mink is in there doesn't work for everybody else. Yeah, it's it's that it's they talk about you know breakdowns in communication and things like that. Well, you get those things when you're dealing with a with your more complex defense. Maybe you needed to, maybe with Minka, not that it couldn't be more complex, but maybe they just took it too far. Yeah, just took it too far. Look at the four touchdowns that the Steelers gave up. The first two were coverage breakdown, either based on communication or something else. Both of the ones at the tight ends. Yes. There's no way, no way Miles Jack was supposed to be covering the, the tight end in the middle of the field, 30 yards downfield on that, that second far. touchdown. Correct. That far. With with no over-the-top help. With, with nothing there. Yep. Something wasn't right there. Um, or, or if it was right, what were the Steelers thinking? 
if that yeah, was actually what was supposed to be happening. Exactly. It's either they broke down, it was either a breakdown of execution or an or a breakdown in play call. Because honestly, you should have been anticipating a shot down the field right after the takeaway. That's what teams yes. generally like to do. Yep. You know, you that if anything, if you're going to take a shot uh, of doing something crazy, do it on the next play. Say, all right, this first one, look for the shot down the field to, to turn it around quick. The Steelers used to, I mean, even more when Ben Roethlisberger was quarterback. Oh, you, you get a takeaway, you're with you're inside the 30-yard line, we're going end zone, very first play. We're, we're, we're going dead. Yep. So, and so, so the first two touchdowns were breakdown in communication and coverage. The second two touchdowns were breakdown in fundamentals and tackling. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know you saw what I said. I mean, Patrick Peterson didn't want to lay a hand on everybody. That dude a couple times looked like he almost took bad angles on purpose so he wouldn't have to try to tackle somebody. I'll be honest with you. I didn't think about it until it happened. But... Patrick Peterson transitioned pretty well from corner to safety several weeks ago. Yep. The transition from safety to corner, not so much. Even yeah. though it was back to his normal position, not so much. I think yeah. uh, Patrick I Peterson's think, NFL I think career days, right now is safety or bust. Yeah. I think his or meaning days safety is or NFL, <laughs> an NFL corner, I think, are done. Yes. And honestly, I thought he did a fine job at safety. But going from safety to corner, back to corner, it just it, things things didn't work out very well. So yeah, yeah. So interesting stuff. So I'm not. I don't know which way to go right now. I don't know if we should keep talking more about the game or everything else. Obviously, this, yeah. Well, let's talk about more about the game. We'll talk I, more about I got a couple more things about the game. I'd like to talk okay. about. Yes. Yeah. So, can can I ask you a, your thought mm-hmm. on something? What's that? On the fifty-two yard Josh Allen run, was that a deep slide? Yes, it was. I don't know that he did it. Let's just say this: I don't know that he did it to fake people out. Like Kenny Pickett I, did back in college, I think I he, think he went he to slide and saw an opening, slide, and yep. then saw an opening and thought he should keep going. Yep. But the, I bet that I bet that ends up being addressed by the NFL. It, it yep. almost has to be because you can't you can't put and hand out all these heavy fines to defensive players. And then have something like that happen, and and it's going to have to be taken care of in the NFL by, by basically saying if if the officials determine that you start to go into a slide and then change your mind, they're going to go ahead and blow the play dead. Yeah, kind of like unevaded to the quarterback. Yes. If you start to go to that side, they're going to blow the play dead right as you start to do that. Yep. Um, otherwise you just worry that again, I, I still think that one the other night was a total, oh, I'm getting ready. I'm going to slide and then realize, holy crap, if I cut it back, I'm wide open and changed yep. his mind. 
Actually, I think he was getting a block that I don't think he thought he was going to get. Yeah. Now, if he if he doesn't give that deke, mm-hmm. does he gain more yards? Yes. Does he score? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, and it doesn't mean that they wouldn't have scored on that drive. No, 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 no. no. I, but yeah. I'm just right because yeah. I just talked that particular play. You yes. know. Um, when when I saw it, the first thing I thought was he was going to slide, and then he did it. Didn't. And at first, I thought, wait a minute, they're not allowed to. Oh wait, that's college. And then, but that really set up the later penalty on Miles Jack. Yes. Because what's he supposed to do? Not go after him and then him do the same thing again? Right. Exactly. But we exactly. know. I mean, we can complain about it, but in all honesty. The problem what is the problem is the NFL the way they shape the rules. The quarterbacks yeah. get 100% protection. Everything's everything is laid at the feet of the defense. And bottom line is, if you have to if you have to hesitate and then he takes off and scores a touchdown, so be it. That's better for the NFL anyway. Yeah, we want, equals, we'd rather have the, we'd stats. rather have the touchdowns than and, our yeah. quarterbacks. So everything is stacked up against the defense. Um, I, I want to get caught up, but I wanted to bring up what, one thing from, from Brent, Brent Howe. He says, proud of how this team played, didn't quit, but easily could have. I had thrown in the towel after the indie game, but they didn't. Yep. I'd, I'd yeah. done the same there, Brent. I'd thrown in the towel after the indie game and thought, well, I, well, I just didn't have any confidence that they would, that they could get it done. Yeah. Oh, I, I was like, well, mm-hmm. won't have to worry about the playoffs. 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 And yeah. they ended up making the playoffs, you know. Um, they ended up making what? Playoffs. Yeah. Hey, yeah. and it's one of those people say, "Oh, but it was in and won and done and this and that." And I'm like, "Look, mm-hmm. if if you'd have told me at the beginning of the season, like before, you know, into the preseason, or actually, you know, back in training camp, if you would have told me that the Steelers would go twelve or would go ten and seven and make the playoffs." Sign me up. Yep. I'd have said, sign me up. Yeah. Okay. Now, I have, I have no issues. Well, I won't say no issues, but, but I, you know, I, I'm, I've come to grips with how this season ended the part of, but there are parts of the season that still bother me. There was some things going on in the middle of the season that, I'd like to hope based on what we saw towards the end, some things were worked out, but we won't know for certain until next year. Yeah. You know, and and some of what I would talk about there would be like, you know, after the firing of Matt Kenna, you you know, we go through a stretch and things look like they were kind of being worked out with the, the offense, you know, the offensive scheme and the play calling Mm -hmm. until yesterday. Well, I, I was, I, I got another question for you, actually. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to talk about the did, slow start did, and stuff with that. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you think that that offensive game plan yesterday looked like it was actually a game plan that was set up for Sunday? It was set up for Sunday. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. The yeah. thing is the steel, well, you could say it was set up for Sunday. 
or look at it this way. I think I'm putting the Steelers slow start. And, and this is a little bit on both sides of the ball. More on offense, but you can't say not for defense. I think the Steelers' slow start was a preparation for the weather to have a greater impact in the game than what it did. Yes. Yes. They were prepared. I mean, they just had it the week before of terrible weather. I think the Steelers over-prepared for the weather and didn't adjust when the wind wasn't as strong. Yes, it was cold. It wasn't, but it wasn't nearly as windy. And you can deal with cold. Wind changes everything. Yeah. I mean, it's not that wind wasn't there at all, but it was not what it was originally going to be. It was probably about three or four times less. So to me, I think they, I think the, you could say that it's, you know, because, you know, we could always we could go back to our live from two years ago. You know, don't live in your fears unless it's in the postseason. Except for and the all playoffs. those other stuff. The standard is the standard unless it's the postseason. Um, uh, next man up. But let's go see, you know, all, all those different things. To me, this one, you know, this one you could say scared money don't make money unless it's in the postseason. Because to me, yeah. the Steelers, I think, came out battling, battling in a, a foe that wasn't there in the, in the terrible weather conditions. Yes. And therefore, then they had to adjust to see that they could actually do a little bit more. It, it, it just felt that way. Yeah, it was, like, way it, it was like the Steelers didn't think they'd be able to do more on the offensive side. And on the defensive side, it was they were playing it that the Bills shouldn't be able to do more and the Bills, the Bills adjusted and were doing more. Yeah. They were like, they came out to play their game. Now, if the let's just say this. The game couldn't have been played on Sunday. It wasn't possible. Oh, there was no was... way to get even the teams there. Yeah, you know, it um, just wasn't going to happen. So let me tell you what I was doing. So, mm-hmm. so the week before in the Baltimore for the Baltimore game, of course, I was getting to watch the pregame for the Baltimore game on WTAE, mm-hmm. and they had they had this young girl. I think I talked about it on the show last week, and her and her um, her little dome umbrella and the struggle she went through. Well, she was in Buffalo. So I was following her on 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 the Twixter. Yeah, on the Twixter. And you should have seen Dave what was crazy. She did a post. And she did a post and it was not that bad. It was just starting to snow a little. The wind wasn't doing much. And you're thinking, "Really?" And this was on Saturday evening. Like just I'd say an hour before dark. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, really? They're not going to play this game tomorrow? We moved this game, blah, blah, blah. She came on. It was like 26 minutes later, same place, in front of at her hotel. And you would have thought she was standing on a different planet. She was on hot. That's <laughs> That is how quickly it changed. Yeah. That and, you know, I like to talk about things. Buffalo is a very strange place. And for those of you that have never been through there in the wintertime, you know, it. Some people could say it's almost otherworldly. It can be. Yeah. Okay. I've you could say there. the same thing about any of those places that that are right there, directly close to the lakes, like even Syracuse. Yes. Oh, you get yeah. up Watertown. Oh, yeah. Uh, on up just north of Syracuse, but. Mm-hmm. And you could be you could be getting two inches of snow, and three miles down the road, you're getting two feet of snow. 
Okay, and that's what I was going to actually talk about. So, so at one point in time, when I worked at, uh, I have a former RA that worked for me when I was at Binghamton University. She, she's a lawyer, and they have an office in Buffalo that sometimes she'll she'll be in that office and she'll post stuff. And a couple of years ago, she was doing video out of her office where you could see this this lake effect band getting ready to come on shore. And she got snow at her office, but you could really tell that just a couple blocks away was just getting pounded. And when it was all said and done at the end of the day, she'd gotten two to three inches at their office and two blocks away had gotten a foot and a half. Yeah, that's that's the and that's why I kept telling people, don't look at the forecast for Buffalo for downtown. You got to look at Orchard Park. Yeah, because which Orchard is Park not that close. Worse. Huh? <laughs> And it is not that close to downtown. No, it's not. It's 11, 11 or 12 miles of Yeah, I was going to say about drive. 12 miles. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that it's it's just crazy how it works. But, no, they couldn't have played that game on Saturday. But let's say the weather conditions would have been something between – I say Saturday, sorry, Sunday. If the, the weather conditions would have been between what it would have been on Sunday what it ended up being on Monday. Let's see if it was somewhere in between. Okay, more wind and some snow coming down, but not to where you couldn't see. Yeah, I Just, think the Steelers would have been better better prepared than Buffalo because Buffalo seemed like they're going to try to do whatever they could do otherwise and adjust the weather as the game went. The Steelers tried to adjust the weather with their game plan and then get get to going more. The 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 so it just didn't favor the, what they did. And, you know, you should have adjusted that before kickoff. You really should have. Yeah. You'd have thought. But, you know, that it just it just didn't happen that way. Okay? You know, okay. So sometimes the cards align or, you know, the, the cards come out or you could say the stars align or, or however you want to do it. Okay? It it just didn't for the Steelers. Yeah yesterday yeah and and thomas you said isn't it five ten miles north it's actually southeast southeast yes it's actually southeast of, of buffalo like if i'm on my way to niagara falls i go through Arch orchard park before i get to buffalo coming from maryland so it's it, it's a, it's a crazy place but i i do think that was something that the steelers over anticipated for the weather and it actually, I think, hurt them a little bit to start. Yes. To me, okay. the first drive, like, but honestly, the biggest thing that killed the Steelers in the first quarter, I I'll tell you this, the batted passes. Yeah. Buffalo was getting their hands on the ball at the line of scrimmage. So it's really hard to judge what they were doing and how it would have been executed when balls kept getting deflected at the line of scrimmage. Well, I, I start to, I started to wonder too. Did Buffalo, based on the field conditions, stop with their defense? Yeah. Did Did McDermott tell his guys, "Hey, look, it's not going to be easy to get home in these conditions, so we want to spend more time trying to get our hands on some passes." Yeah. And if they did, that worked. Yeah. You know, if that if that was a legitimate part of, you know what, it's going to be tougher to rush. The passer was it, probably expect was this. Was it two and, or three in the first two drives? Oh, it was at least know. two. It was. Yeah, it was at it least. It was at two. least two. 
So two, two, two or three. And that really hurt the Steelers early. So you could say maybe I just felt like they were deal that they were planning more for the weather and adjust to it, but it could have just been the batted passes that really slowed things down. And the Steelers defense, they struggled to cover the tight ends right away. Um, don't know why. I mean, after the first quarter, the tight ends had one catch for 10 yards. The tight ends. Yeah, I know. It was funny. I they, put that in my numbers the, article. The, they had they had three we, for three for 59 yards, I think, or 58 yards, something like that. 59. And two touchdowns. Yep. Two touchdowns in the first quarter, and then one more catch for 10 yards. It was like it, it was like the Steelers made an adjustment, which is good, but we made the adjustment after 14 points. That's bad. Well, and and the and the the second of touchdown to the fourteen points was off of a takeaway, yes. off of a turnover. So there, I mean, there's it just goes to show. It's funny, like all oh, the Steelers lost by fourteen. Yet, yeah, well, just remember, it was the second closest of any of the wild card games, but that doesn't really matter. But look at how many little things could have really changed th- that game where the Steelers would have been in it so much more, or it could have even been even worse. Yeah. You could name like two or three plays that could have the Steelers tied or ahead or had the Steelers down by four touchdowns. Really? So, hey, yeah. we're going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to hit the Super Chat. We're going to talk a little bit more about – I mean, we wanted to talk some about the season as a whole. We're getting a little bit as the as the, as the as, as everything goes on, but we, we are still talking about this game. Uh, I really I have, want to talk about I one thing have... with the defense. I will have one, and I will have one other game-related thing that I'd like to bring up. Okay, so so do I. So do I. And uh, we will do that after the break. So you're with us here, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, not going anywhere. If you're with us on the audio side, we'll be right back after this message. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, Steelers fan, hopefully it was more than just one message. It was these messages. I kind of messed that up, but that's okay. Rich, here we go. Steel Dog 88, $5 into the tip jar. Man, Steel Dog, had so many other good comments. <laughs> then we have to do this one. Do you think Kenny watching Rudolph helps him more than watching Mitch from the very beginning? I don't know how much Kenny watching helps anything as much as Kenny playing. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know either. Um, and honestly, there won't be, it, to me, there won't be any way of measuring that until we get into camp next year, honestly. Yeah. Even OTAs and, and, and mini camp, things like that won't even be a place where you can start to figure it out. It will take camp in the preseason to start to think, hmm, maybe he's learned some other things. The one thing yeah. I hope that he didn't learn from watching Mitch Trubisky is the constantly throwing the ball, falling backwards. Yes, <laughs> that's just so okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, Dave. Didn't know if Mitch was the best to learn from. I'm just saying, Steel Dog had other things that weren't even super chats that I brought up, and then that was the one I, I, of course, brought. Thank you for the for the for the for the five. Was it five four ninety nine five? What was it? Five. Yeah. Um, 
But no, no, no. Just want to know if Mitch was the best. No, I don't think he was. But honestly, we talk about, and this is what frustrates me so much with Steelers fans. We think we know everything when we see maybe 20% of anything. Yeah. I've said this many times before. Okay. Mitch Trubisky might be a good example for Kenny Pickett in how to practice and prepare, but we don't see Mitch Trubisky practice and prepare. So how do we know? Okay. We don't. There's so many other things with, with the preparation and everything. And to think that, oh, it doesn't matter how you practice. It only matters about how, how, how you play in a game. Um, We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a not game, a not a game. We're talking about practice. Yeah. The thing is, is you're not, if you can't practice well, you're not going to play well in a game. I, I've seen times where I, as a coach, you had a terrible week of practice. You don't just all of a sudden turn it on for the game. You might do all right. I mean, I, there was times where, you know, you're playing a team that you're supposed to beat by 40 points. And you just kind of have a la-di-da week of practice. And you come out next thing you know, that team's giving you a game. Yeah. Because you didn't practice well. And I have seen teams that have practiced very, very well. And they came out and maybe not lived up to what they did in practice. But more often than not, I see when a team practices well, they have a tendency to play well. And when they don't practice well, they don't play well. And that's so many times. That's funny. Afton says uh, 20% seems high. Actually, no, I think, well, think 20% is about with, right. The reason I went with 20% was I figured one-fifth, you know, um, now, even though they only practice so, four days a week. But then you think about meetings and everything. But, yeah. So so then let, let me put this in a way then that, that might be easy to think about, right? Um, you know, a lot of people sitting here watching us live right now are sitting here looking at their computer screen, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine if 80% of the pixels on the screen were blurred. Yeah. Think about that a second. Mm. What would you really be seeing? And yeah. what then, if on top of that, 80% of what Dave and I were saying was bleeped out? Yeah. Which after a loss, sometimes it's all, it feels like it could be that way. Yeah. Or, um, or, or, or we just have Tony's internet connection. <laughs> yes. My internet connection from last week. Your internet connection last week. <laughs> yes. You know, so think about if you're only seeing that tiny little, you know, you don't have a clear picture. You don't have a clear understanding because you're not hearing anything. It was, it's exact, you know, can you piece together enough to maybe have an idea of what's there and what's going on? I was going to say, actually, Steelers Pittsburgh says Dave would look better. I actually was sitting there saying, wow, if we could pixelate out, you know, 80% of the stuff, then maybe people would think we didn't look so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe if we got rid of 80% of what we were saying, maybe people would understand us better. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so, it, but it's the whole thing, but we have all the, and you know what? Like, and now, then you get Steelers media. They still don't get 50. They only have a small portion of practice that's open to them during the regular season. 
but yet and and but yet and not only this a lot of times the ones in the media that have all the answers they're not ones that are there at practice but they have all the answers but those are also yeah. some of the ones that the fans flock to because the fans relate to them because they want to feel angered and outraged and 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 feel like they their opinion is is the only way to, I mean seriously my that's why so many times I'm like I trust what's going on behind the scenes because I I have no other way to judge it so yeah yeah you said you had something else you want to talk about from this. I do. I, I do. <laughs> I wonder if it's the same thing. Saying you had, the last thing was the same thing, asking about the, the plane and the weather. I, I don't know if it is or not, but let me just say this. This is the last thing I have to say about this game, okay? I hate the fans from Buffalo. <laughs> I saw what I considered to be some of the most Bush League Ridiculous stuff from fans during that game. It kept happening, especially when the Steelers got down inside the 30-yard line, especially on the one end of the stadium. Throwing Every time the Steelers the went to throw a pass, yeah. snowballs went flying at the receivers. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's Bush League. Those people should not be allowed back in an NFL stadium. That, it's not... Not only could you argue that it's not safe, but I'm going to go beyond that. If that's what you all have to do to win football games, should you really even be there? If you feel that's what you have to do for your team to win, Mm -hmm. should your team really even be there? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'll tell you this. You say about Buffalo fans. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I'm going to say it. Garrett said that our fans throw snowballs when we scored touchdowns. I'm not I talking about when people when touchdowns snow and everything scored. up in the air when I scored and kept, celebrated. Balls mm-hmm. kept being thrown to George Pickens, and I was thinking I was seeing flags fly, and it was not flags flying at it was George snowballs. Pickens. It was snowballs. Yeah. My thing is, is I wouldn't say that I don't that I don't like Buffalo fans. Because there's plenty of Steelers fans that are like, you know what I don't like? I'll be honest with you. Just go put it out there. I can't stand, and this is from my many experiences at games as well, what I really can't stand is drunk fans. Oh, yeah. That just do stupid crap, like throw snowballs at players on the field. And so I bet you the majority of that was probably coming from drunk fans. I don't get the point. I've sat next to drunk fans, and I'm like, and you know what? The more someone has to drink, hate to say this, with a lot of with some people, the more the racism comes out, the more other things comes out, and it's just it's so frustrating to to deal with people. And I'm like, you're missing the game. You're missing the game. I I, I don't get it. I really don't. It drives it drives me nuts. And then they're doing things and saying things that they wouldn't do otherwise, and it, it just drives me nuts. That's just my own personal pet peeve. I know plenty of people, that's what you like to do and partake in when it comes to football. To me, I want to actually enjoy and be able to rationally understand what's going on. 
Yeah, what I've never understood with fans going to the stadium and being that way is if you are looking at football as an excuse to go get tanked, save your money on the ticket, go down to Buffalo Wild Wings and watch the game and get tanked. Yeah. Go to a bar and get tanked. Rather than pay $11 or whatever. I don't even know how much it is because I've never bought one. Um, What it is, the stadium, I I don't know. Or $8.50 or I, I don't I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. Oh, and they don't bring them down. See, that's the thing. Where you are, do, do you have vendors up where you are no. that come through? Nope. nope. See, when I, there were vendors like crazy when I went to my first Steelers game when I was in the upper deck, Ben's rookie year in 2004. You know, there's, I've never, they don't have that. I didn't know if they had them in the upper decks or not anymore. Nope. But they just don't do it anymore. But that's the thing that drives me nuts. Either way, you know what? I've no no joke. There's there was the one time. This is before I had my season tickets. I was one section over. This is when I was sitting next to the to to the drunk girl making racist comments all the time, and then and said, "You're a big guy. You'll protect me if someone wants to fight me." And I'm just like, "Why?" <laughs> um, but anyway, but there was another group that there was they were. There was a fight close to me, and it was a Steelers fan that was there with a. We were there. It was the Mike Glennon Buccaneers game. It was that one, okay. Um, with a Buccaneers fan, got in a fight with another Steelers, and it was just so dumb. And I'm just like, that's not how I enjoy my football, and that's why I I love where my seats are now because unless I get the occasional, because the ones generally. Just to the left of me are people that don't normally come and they sell off their tickets. But almost everybody else around me, it's the same people I see every time. So that's just a pet peeve of mine. So I get it how you say about the fans. I want to say that chances are they were probably. Um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. And like Steel Dog says, know your limits. Know your yep. limits. Know your exactly. limits. Right. Then you're doing stupid Stuff and making yourself look like a fool when you could, you know, and honestly, that's what gives many fan bases a bad name about their fans. You know, I know people are like, oh, Steelers fans are ridiculous. I, the one time I went to Baltimore and went to a game, the guy that I sat next to said to me, he's like, you are unlike any other Steelers fan I ever met in my life. Did I you? said, I said, thank you. Because we sat there and we talked probably, about the game. Right. <laughs> I have had those same experiences with fans from other teams. Sat and had good conversations, and it's and had those things. And I'm sorry, drinking too. Hey, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. In case you missed it, you got a double play at the beginning of the show. (laughs) Yeah, and and Jerry, Jerry. Let me say this: that would explain all the missed tackles. Yes, that would. (laughs) That would. Yeah. We don't need to talk about that much more. We we have we have more things to talk about. Yep. Here's my other thing from the game. Okay. I would like to say that that the that the I would like to say that TJ Watt is a game changer, which is true. I'm gonna add another word to that statement. TJ Watt is a game plan changer. He yeah, influences he... your offensive game plan so much, 
It's not that Marcus Golden wasn't did, didn't have a, a quality game or or Nick Herbig, although they didn't play him that much. He played like I think twenty snaps, um, which was more than I felt like I saw him out there. But when I when I saw the number today, but T.J. Watt makes you do things differently. Not just that T.J. Watt has the ability himself to I want to say I'll just kind of dissect and and get a quick understanding of your game plan and figures out how to continue to wreck it. And as you make changes, he recognizes them, them, continues to make changes himself, continues to wreck your game plan. Yes. You could see that the Bills felt like they could do what they wanted to do. That's what felt different about this game than all the rest of the games this season. Maybe some people felt like it was the same old playoff game. To me, it felt different, but I, I was struggling with pinpointing why. And to me, the pinpoint was the the team, the Bills did not respect the Steelers' defense without T.J. Watt. It's not that they didn't respect it, but the, without T.J. Watt, you, you, you didn't have to worry about that part of it. T.J. Watt can take a team's offense – the entire offense and knock them off their spot. Yes. The bills were never knocked off their spot yesterday. Yeah, they were not. TJ Watt can dictate what he wants to do and you have to plan around him. The bills, they decided what they wanted to do and was like, good luck stopping it. With T.J. Watt there, you don't have to. And I know people were saying this was – we heard this last year a bunch when he missed all this time. Oh, if your defense is so dependent on one player, then that's just a problem. problem. But if you have the best defensive player in the league and you in don't make him something special, then shame on you. Then, yeah. then, 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 then what's the point of having it? Right. And what ends up happening is, is a trickle-down effect. So – you know, T.J. Watt has an effect here, which allows something to go there and another player be able to, to take advantage of situations. You, you just didn't feel that same cascading effect when T.J.'s not in the game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I will bring something up. Somebody way back at the beginning of the show said, made a comment about Alex Highsmith that said, hey, they paid him this money and the guy didn't show up yesterday. Uh, that guy, that guy's game was twice as good. His stat line was twice as good as Miles Garrett's stat line from the Cleveland game. Is yeah. all I can say. So, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Alex Highsmith, good player. You don't have to. You don't have to change your game plan because of him. Right. There you go. All right, all you. you brought it up. I knew we had one. Yep. Okay. Super chat, Master P nine ninety nine. Thank you for the tip. Thank you very much. Sad to see see the season without a playoff win. I feel like if TJ plays, there was a possibility of a different outcome. However, looking in the future, do you think if Penix is available at 20, they do it? I'll be honest with you. my I am 24 hours away from this season being done. We are wrapping up this season. I haven't even begun to look at draft stuff. I will start that soon. Um I'll start soon. I really yeah. won't start looking and thinking about it in earnest until after the Super Bowl, honestly. Well, I mean, I'll probably start my mock draft Monday articles on Monday. 
So that'll be the first Just time looking at stuff. Draft Monday. Yep, that's what I that's what I I was used to say year after year. Just another mock draft Monday until now. I also throw in there's only one way to mock. Yes. So there's something else I want to bring up. I know I, I know we're running a little bit late. Okay. And this Steelers freak said said Dave, your comment that the NFL wanted the Bills to win and rigged it was disheartening for me. If you believe the NFL is rigged, why should we watch it? I didn't say it was rigged. I didn't say it was rigged. Rigged means that they that they would do completely fix it and do anything for the outcome. But you can't say that there's sometimes not a tendency to call one thing or another. And that was Jeff talked about it in Winners and Losers uh, on his Let's Ride podcast special edition this morning. And to and so it, it's not. And you're like, well, if, if the officials are doing anything at all, then it's no. For someone who was a softball umpire, I can tell you that there are there's times that if it's a that if it's a borderline call, how you feel about one team versus the other can influence your decision. Whether that team is winning, whether that team is losing, whether that team is really, really nice, whether that team is a bunch of jerks, you know, that'll influence you. I'll be honest with you. That's what I I still think Pat Fairmuth's fumble was a fumble. It was a fumble. I mean, the one thing that I did like about that review process, but the NFL doesn't do this often enough to make me believe it is that you go into the review process with the call on the field and you are looking for something to definitively overturn it. Yes. Not to make the right call, to overturn the call on the the field. That's what it's supposed to be. And in that case, that's what they did. And and that's why they said you couldn't tell if it grazed his helmet. You couldn't tell if he had complete possession before his shoulder hit down. They left the call on the field. But that's not usually what the NFL does. They'll usually just go in and want to just try to try to look at everything. And they'll sometimes they'll they'll make the burden of proof to have to prove that they have to believe what the call was. And that's not what the way they're supposed to do it. But to me, if that's a tie game, or if the Steelers are ahead by a touchdown, that's Buffalo Ball. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I, I I'm just saying. Because you'll always have a human element yep. of the game. I'm just saying that the human element can swing one way or the other. And it just seemed, I mean, the, the officiating did not cost the Steelers a game. I know George Pickens was getting frustrated. Um, I remember uh, last night there was a call. It was an odd, then they're talking about it. It was in, it was in the second half because I didn't start watching the game in the second half. Uh, oh, that's an obvious pass interference. I'm like, that's the exact same thing that happened to George Pickens on fourth down. Yep. So, yeah. So the thing is, is, and it's not that, and I'm, and sometimes you feel like it might be intentional, or sometimes, and to say there's no such thing as a makeup call is crazy. It happens. It oh, does. Yeah. You have yep. a close call that goes against one team. Next time you get a close call, it's probably going to go against the other team. Yep. You know, it's called the human element. You'll never the human take it element out of there. is the human element. Yeah, and you'll never take it out out of the game as long as you have the officials. So when I'm just saying that the human element in this one at times 
You know, I felt it favored Pittsburgh early on, but as they started to come back, maybe it's like, you know, maybe we shouldn't have given that fumble back, called that not a fumble. Yeah. And now they're making this a little bit close. And uh, did, did we influence that too much early on? Yeah, we're yeah we're still going to call that a penalty, even though the ball was thrown in the front row. We'll just have to call it holding because we have nothing else to do. You All know, right. that kind of thing. So, all right. Uh, I can't believe it. Okay, you got to let me do this because I got to do it. Okay, uh, I'm going to do it. Oh, uh-huh. do it. All right, George okay. says, I'm on Hartman's side. I'm tired of mediocre play, but if you – you two defend this average team at all costs. You all really enjoy this kind of football. I don't would like change. Look, George, I'm not I'm not saying that I don't want the Steelers to win the Super Bowl, okay? But I knew going into the preseason, the chances of this team winning the Super Bowl were about 3%, and that might have been a gift, okay? Really, when you get to the end of the season, if really that's how you feel, that you want to get off the wagon, you know what? Get off the wagon, go get on somebody else's wagon. That's what you yeah. really want to do. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, all right. It's now. Now I didn't know if I would go there, but now I'm I'm not ready to go there. You know what? The most okay. annoying thing that I've heard over the last 24 hours, and that is, Steelers fans deserve better. That's an absolute joke. You deserve nothing. You deserve nothing. You are the fan of a team. If you think you deserve something from this team, okay? Oh, six Lombardi. You didn't win six Lombardi trophies. You had nothing to do with it. And there are very few out there nothing. that even watched six Lombardis be once. Yes. yes. They don't owe you anything. Now, should they for themselves, for the organization, I mean, bottom and for the, for the Rooney's, I mean, uh, it's not critical, but for their bottom line, for their for for their best income, want to put the best product on the field that they can, absolutely. But they don't owe it to you. You like Steelers fans deserve better. You deserve nothing. You deserve nothing. Yeah. If all you are is a Steelers fan, then my goodness, go find a hobby. I love my Steelers. They are my hobby. But you know what? I don't love them more than my family. I love them more than my kids. There's so much more to it than that otherwise. But it's like, oh, and, and does this affect, the, the have the Steelers play and everything affect my everyday life? Yeah, it does. It, but I'll be honest, I'm the first one to admit that it shouldn't as much as it does. But they don't owe it to me. I'm not something special because I'm a Steelers fan. I'm not. The Steelers don't... The Steelers fans don't you we deserve better. Oh, this 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 is the a story. You wanna know what? The Steelers aren't anything. You really want to say the Steelers are nothing. Dan Rooney's everything. They've never won a playoff game before him. They've never won a playoff game since him. He is everything. Yeah. Not the yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers. It was what he made the Pittsburgh Steelers. And until they until they could get past that, that's just the way it's going to be. Okay, so don't feel that the Steelers owe you something. Okay, you know what? Because the Steelers gave me a great gift. They gave me an extra football game yesterday to watch that I was not expecting to get. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not even saying anyone in the live chat or anyone there's ones that are saying this. I'm going off of this because of stuff 
that that I just saw having to try to cover the team as things are going on today and some of the ridiculousness that I just saw and heard. So please don't take offense to this um, in, in, in the live chat. But it, you all might have seen it too, just out there with everything. And it's just that the steel people feel like the Steelers owe them something. You know what? Yes, you pay your money to go to the games if you choose to. You buy a Sunday ticket if you choose to. Okay, you know what? If if it's not what you, if it's not going to bring you happiness and joy and be worth it, then don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. If I if, if 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 the Steelers don't owe me anything as a season ticket holder, other than to actually let me in the stadium and watch the games that I've paid for, I'm the one choosing to pay for it. I am. Right. So you choose to go because you enjoy it. So, do we yeah. enjoy it much more when you go and they win? Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yes. And there honestly, bottom line is, I'm, 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 I'm going to say it again. The Steelers once again overachieved. And yes, constantly bet the over. When they come out for the Steelers' win totals, because once again, I, I got to go back and see how many straight years it is. I think it's, I think the last time the Steelers didn't hit it was when Ben Roethlisberger got hurt. But they keep hitting the over. So, yeah, yeah. So to me, they overachieved. They made it into the playoff. Would it have been better if they could have won one more of those other games? Of those three yeah. that they lost had not been the seven seed and not had to go to Buffalo, yes. I think it could have been it could have been or we might have seen more of the same. But I also, like I said, Mike Tomlin said this uh to Bob Labriola before the game in their little interview that they did. I said it in my closing thoughts on the preview, and that is these players in the 2023 Steelers have nothing to do with the Steelers not winning a playoff game in 2017. Mike Tomlin even said, that's my burden, not theirs. He's right. Yeah, We as fans, we feel like that's part of our Steelers team because that's who we are as fans, and we've experienced that long. But that has nothing to do with this team. This team this year didn't, have, didn't owe us for no playoff win since the 2016 season. They don't owe us anything. They go out there, get better, do what they have to do. One thing we didn't touch on much anymore, for those that don't want, that, that may, that don't want to hear it, the, the conversation is going to pretty much be over. Mike Tom's coming back next year. Brian and Jeff did the Breaking News podcast this morning. Our inside source, let us know. The Roonies, 100%, they're behind Mike Tomlin. They want him back. Mike Tomlin is reported today, announced to the team that his decision is to come back for 2024. He's coming back. So for those of you talking about other head coaches, this, that, and the other, it's time to focus on other things this offseason that's going to bring that. Rich, we didn't get to wrap up as much about this season as I thought we would because we got no, off. No, we got off going about the game and mm -hmm. that. But honestly, you know, we talked about each game as we went along. You know, th this really was the wrap-up to, to our season. Yeah. You know. I mean, we did touch on things. I mean, we touched on the fact that, you know, after the Colts game, I thought I thought at that point in time that if they weren't mathematically eliminated, the Steelers were so close to being mathematically eliminated. It was a pipe dream. never get in. Yeah. And they still yeah. got in. 
Yep. You know, imagine if you're a, sorry, Drew, Jaguars fan, yeah. you know, that yep. ended up not getting in, that folded. Okay. And you think we have it bad? Okay. One last thing I'll bring you all think we have it bad? Yeah. Be glad you're not an Eagles fan right now. Oh, my goodness. That one, yikes. That team over the last six, seven games just folded. No, they, they were just... Jeff. Jeff had said it to me. I don't know if he said it on a show or not, but he said it to me when we talked otherwise. That Eagles team, that was the 2020 Steelers. Yeah. And and he Jeff had been saying it to me for weeks. For weeks. And and okay. you knew it was bad when I saw some very, 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 you know, some very serious Eagles fans that I know all saying before their game even, you know, was ready to go. Like when Dallas lost, they laughed. Yeah, you know, some of them laughed and they were gr- glad about that. They were like, "We're just glad because our season's already over. That at least Dallas's is over too." And yeah. the Eagles hadn't even played yet. Like they had already written it off that the Eagles would lose. Well, I I didn't think they'd lose to Tampa because I thought Tampa was terrible, but they sure did. They were no, they were writing off the loss to Tampa. And wow. this is these are diehard Eagles but, fans. I, but you know what? Steelers fans are like, hey, they got to go to the Super Bowl last year. That's a lot more than what we've got to go enjoy for a long time. Yes, but yes, yeah. it is. But it is. So I'll give you that too. But if it's man thirty nine wants to know about the OC, those are the kind of things that are to, to be excited about that are to come this offseason. Go ahead, yep. Rich. You know, if you wanted to say, I, I was, about. I, I was just going to say that you know, you, you think about. The, the Steelers and, you know, we're, we sit here and we're already talking about, you know, the OC or the warts on this team and what's bad or what's going to be done or we need how to overhaul everything. Yeah, also getting tired of the seeing the post of we need, we got to do this and this and this. And this. It's like, dude, we don't have enough money to go after all these players you want to go after. Yeah. But it, it, it's, you know, we see our fans sitting here doing this. How do you think Eagles fans are feeling right now? Honestly, how do you think Cowboy fans are feeling right now? You know, I mean, yeah. there's another one if you want to talk about. Suddenly the Cowboys, you know, three straight 12-win seasons and can't win a playoff game. Yeah, but of the it's eight the teams left, of the eight teams left, seven of them are going to lose. Seven yeah. of them are going to lose. So, I mean, yes. they're going to be feeling here, asking questions a lot like we are. A couple things I want to address, and I'm not even going to bring up because there was some of his discussion. Uh, I think it was after that asked about Cam. Cam said, Cam Hayward said today about he was hoping to be back. You want to? It was reported Cam's injury was wet. Was Cam was beat up this year? Yeah. He was in bad shape. I mean, he actually hurt his groin in training camp and then had a complete tear in, in week one. He should have been out through 12 weeks and only missed six or seven. So he he was in rough shape. He was a shell of himself. You could say it's age, but it also was injury. I could see him trying to go one more to see if he can do it without injury and see how it goes. He's a really big cap number for the Steelers. I think they got to do something, um, even if it's extension. It's not for very much, knowing that they might not get it all to him eventually, um, to 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 knock that number down. There'll, there'll be lots of cap stuff going on, um, things of that nature. Players will be cut. We'll be talking about those. Um, but uh, something else I wanted to say because some someone had, I, I was going to bring up a comment a while ago. And we were on a different subject, so I'm sorry that I, that I lost it. And they said the, the the worst thing about with Matt Canada is you still not know what you have in your quarterbacks. 
Jeff called it when he said the Steelers need to let, get rid of Matt Canada now for nothing more to know what you got in Kenny Pickett. And then Kenny Pickett got hurt. Yeah, and Pickett got he hurt. He played one game. They, yep. sco- they didn't score many points, but had a lot of yards. They were working on it. Then he played not even, what was it, just over a quarter of the next game, like a quarter and a half before he got hurt, and then that was it. Yeah. People were like, well, Mason was better than Kenny, blah, blah, blah. I I mean, we're that's going to be a lot of stuff that we'll talk about. Uh, Afton gave us $4, or four, sorry, $5, said thanks for the great show, guys. We, we're running way over. We got to do there. a final question. Yep. We'll we have to because one. it's our tradition. Um, should I do the one that I said, or do we have a faster one? No, do the one you said, because I've already got an answer for it. Okay, so you all have to do this. Try to keep your answers short. I will as well. Um, Rich, what was your top moment from the 2023 season for the Steelers? It could be a game. It could be a play. It could be something off. It could be anything. Top moment from the season. Okay, it's going to be a game and a play within that game in particular. So, um, top moment for me for the season would have been uh, the thing I'm going to always look back on fondly is week two, Monday night at home against Cleveland, went to the game with my daughter, and Alex Highsmith scoring a touchdown on the first play from scrimmage. That's pretty cool. Um yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give mine. I'm going to put this out there so people can start typing um, to, to put your top moment. Me, the top moment was, even though they didn't score a lot of points, the Steelers turning around and beating the Bengals the first time as the first game after Matt Canada. Mm-hmm. That one was a top moment, but it might have right there equal because I'm going to put them together. The Steelers turning it around – after the losing streak, going to Mason Rudolph and beating the Bengals again. Yes. So to me, it, it's yep. it's it's the two wins. And yet you could talk about the, I mean, both wins over the Ravens were nice. But what went into, what was leading up to the changes in the Steelers for both wins that happened over the Bengals? So um, to me, that's, that, that's the way I'm going. Um, Afton, she says that it was TJ's touchdown. Um, um, that was your, that, that, that was, uh, same game as yours. Still Dog 88 yep. says TJ Watt strip sacking Watson. Um, did he strip sack Watson or was I thought it remember. was Smith did the strip sack and TJ returned the touchdown? Yeah. Um, John S said the TJ Watt no helmet sack. Um, Actually, Steelers, yeah, that was yep. pretty cool. Steelers Pittsburgh says Mason's play. There you go. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Okay. Thomas Riley says uh, Mason helping the Steelers beat the Seahawks in Seattle first time in a long time. Um, Steelers freak. That's a good point. Benching Mitch. Benching Mitch. You know, you could, I'll be honest with you. You look, took at it from a negative. We could spin it a positive and just say the same thing of, of, and say Mason getting the start. Are you good with that? Yeah. Um, um, which, or what Art said, mine was finally giving Mason a shot at playing. Um, uh, um, Anthony, was that Picano? Does Mason save, saving the season? Um, Sherry said winning the three straight to make the playoffs. I'll be honest with you, another one of the top moments for me was watching was the end of the Tennessee-Jacksonville game, yeah. knowing that the Steelers <laughs> made it in. Okay? Yep. Uh, Steelers freak says the Rams. He was there. 
that was a big one coming off the bye and everything. That was another big one. Um, uh, outside Steeler fan said, being in Seattle to watch Mason lead us to victory and ending our losing streak, going back to 83. See, my thing is I can't say what was the best for me in stadium because I had the worst experience ever. <laughs> that was the Cardinals evacuate oh. twice and not even win the game. Uh, Thomas yeah. Seed says, why 19 sacks? Um, um, here, Anthony Daniels says, JPJ's interception against the Ravens. That was a good one. <laughs> Dillers Reaper warns block on that linebacker. Yeah, that was uh, Jermaine Pratt up on CA3's rushing touchdown against the yeah, Bengals. That, yep, that um, was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, Gavin Anthony says, didn't see a big offensive play. The second biggest thing he said, the Deontay Johnson touchdown against Baltimore. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. At least you did didn't that get happen? the stadium only we told you no, that didn't happen to her. That's what happened to bad in Las Vegas. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes, the bad in Las Vegas. Okay. Uh Clarence Dudley Jr. says was the first Bengals game. He was there. Okay. Um uh, Gavin Anthony also says Pickens go ahead and touch down to the first Baltimore game. Um yeah, that, yeah, was, that was a great moment. So oh, that was a great moment. That really was a great moment. It really was. To to which remember that there was great moments from 2023. To which Sher- Sherry followed that up with yes. the local kid is faced on the Pickens touchdown. Yeah. Um Brent Hall says the win in Vegas. He was there. Okay. Uh oh, because Gavin Gavin retracted a message, but he didn't he forgets that we can still bring him up here. Um <laughs> still not getting into it. I already had one, but Canada's first game on the sideline was the false sense of security. <laughs> but yeah. But notice yeah. a lot of them. A lot of these experiences were people like at the game or maybe even something special going on. I I enjoyed that Beng- the, the second Bengals game a lot too, because they put up all those points and I watched it with I mean I watched it with my dad. And it was a good game, yeah. you know? So I enjoyed the Seattle game, watched it with our brother-in-law um, on New Year's Eve. So, so some of those things, it, it sometimes it has to do with your experience in the stadium or with those around you. Remember that Steelers fans. Yes. There's a lot of things that you can be frustrated about, but there was also a lot of good moments from this last season. There's a lot of things you could say, if only, if only like to me, every team can the, say that I know. If I had one mulligan, and I might call it two mulligans, if only the Steelers had won one or two of those games in that three-game losing streak, and they would have been locked into a spot like the Browns were, then then you might not have even played T.J. Watt the last game of the season. Yeah. So, I, I was good. I was wondering this. I was wondering this. I was hoping. I was looking for him the whole time in the live chat. I'm glad we went over because we got Occam's Ox. Because, you know, said was going to the game. Didn't know if that was still going to happen when the game got moved. Said went to the game. Good to know. Their fans were shook when they made it 24-17. The Steelers had them worried. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can feel that. You can feel that even on TV in the stadium. And, and that was, was the like, drive. Uh... And then there was some calls. And then there was some non-tackles. And the Steelers never got a chance to actually possess the ball with a chance to tie it. They yep. never had a chance to, after the George Pickens fumble, the Steelers offense never had the ball with a chance to tie the game. 
Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. it that's sad a little bit, but you know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. they at least got it to within seven. How many teams got down big and never got yeah. it back inside of double digits? Yeah. You know? He said, yeah, Occam's Ox says they were dead quiet. Yeah. They're like, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah. And just think, and, and I know we could say, man, if only the Steelers didn't spot on those points early and everything else, but yeah. Um, yeah. Um, to add one more thing, I'll just leave it with this. Steelers Freak said at the Rams game, it reinforced how big and far the, the, the nation umbrella is. It was a home game. Yeah. There was a lot of games that the Steelers – fans represented well in the stadiums all right so hey we're still going to be we're 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 get almost done with these compressed shows um back on schedule yeah i know the steelers fix is going tomorrow because there is no steel city insider yet it'll be later in the week um by then we should be back to things i don't know how the weekend's going to be no more last minute thoughts um if we're going to be we might have a different show. I know Brian and I used to do the week that was. We might have a similar show, but it might be done by someone else. There'll be more news on that um, as that gets closer. Uh, keep checking out stillcritnetwork.com. We're still you know, bringing the content there. The podcasts aren't going away. The articles aren't going away. They just shift to something different. Rich, what do you have to say to close us out tonight? I can't believe we're here. It seems like we just started. You know, it, 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 the season always ends up going so quickly. It's like you wait, you wait, you wait. We hit the beginning and next thing yeah. you know, it's done. Um, but it was fun. It was. It, it had, had its ups, ups and downs. <laughs> it had its downs. It had the good. It had the bad. It had the ugly. Had it all. Almost every season does, right? We got to remember, you know, just trying to remember as fans that really we're just going along for the ride. We're there for the ride. You know, what we say or do or think or feel really doesn't change much of anything. Boy, do I enjoy the ride. Yeah. I do. And I, you know, I'm going to look back and there are things that I wish would be, would have been better or done differently or thought about this or done that or played this guy or if this guy doesn't get hurt. And there's all kinds of time to sit and look back at those things, right? But I enjoyed the ride. The sad part is, is right now the ride's over. And we're going to be, you know, you go from riding the exciting roller coaster for Pittsburgh fans. We'll say we go from riding the Phantom's Revenge mm-hmm. to riding, you know, the Turtles. <laughs> the Turtles. Right? So, if those of you that don't know that, go the Kangaroo. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, the Kangaroo is good. You know that they yeah. took it out and you know they, they brought, brought it back. back. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so our ride is going to change for several months. It's going to be a different ride, but I take that ride in anticipation. You know, it's almost like 
That's what I'm doing while I'm standing in line to get on the Phantom's Revenge again. You know, and, and it's, there's going to be time and we're going to have lots to talk about in here. And some is going to be good and some is going to be bad and some is going to be ugly. But I'm going to go through it all because I just can't wait to get back to the front of the line and get on that that roller coaster again next season. Can't wait. Can't wait.